It's pretty much all about Kylie today. Come on into the fortress, grab a coffee, let's have a chat. Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk. We don't do crack. We don't do that. Your crack is whack. Well, I am really looking forward to spending some time with you today. It is huge in Kylie world at the moment, isn't it? We said last time, the last time we spoke, that we didn't think Padam Padam had run out of steam. In fact, I think we hoped it was going to gather steam well. It certainly seems to be the case. This ends, I'll be in your head all weekend. Shivers and butterflies. I get the shivers when I look into your eyes, Andy. And I can tell that you're all in. Cause I can hear your heart beating. But this track was released on May 18. At the time of recording, 25th of June, it has just passed 22.5 million streams on Spotify alone. That's Spotify alone. Now, there is a user or a person, a human being on Facebook. I want you to look him up. His name is Nick Spinks. You can tell him you're adding him as a friend because you heard his name on this podcast. Now, he's just an average Kylie fan, but he really is into the numbers and he's really helped out with this. He's tracking the Spotify streams week by week, essentially. And what it shows is that week on week, we're either consistent in the numbers, you know, 600,000 or so, or that they're actually growing more than a month on since the release. And the song, in some ways, may only just be getting started. This is even flooring me. Now, Kylie's average monthly listeners on Spotify, usually around eight and a half, possibly nine million in a good month. At the moment, she's tracking at 13.3 million monthly listeners. There are a lot of people all around the world who are rediscovering Kylie all over again because of Padam Padam. But let's keep it in proportion. At Christmas time, Kylie gets up to around 22 or 23 million monthly listeners on Spotify. And why is that? Let me hear you say it. Kylie Christmas, right. She's got two two uh, versions of Kylie Christmas out there. And in particular, let's be honest, it's Santa Baby that gets her all the way up into those figures. Now, I am as excited as anyone that she's at 13.3 million monthly listeners and that Padam Padam has passed 22.5 million streams alone on Spotify. But let's keep this in proportion. Madonna has 40.4 million monthly listeners. Now, I know a lot of you are going, but that's not fair. That comparison's not fair. Okay, fair enough. What, what would be a reasonable comparison, do you think? What artists should I compare with Kylie when it comes to monthly streams? How about Cher? Would you like me to do that? Cher has, on average, 10 million monthly listeners on Spotify. And talking about Cher, do you find there is another comparison to be made here? Cher was a huge cultural icon, lots of big hits, 
seemed to sort of disappear after if I could turn back time for a little while. And what did she return with? The biggest hit of her career with Believe. Is there some comparison here for you that Kylie, for the general public, and particularly in the United States, seemed to have been in the wilderness for a while, and now she's back with one of her biggest tracks of her career, Padam Padam. Is there a comparison there? Is this Kylie's Believe moment in her career? Okay, so let's return to this idea of keeping the current era in proportion. Spice Girls. Is that a valid comparison? Maybe not. Some people say it's not valid because they're not active anymore. 11.3 million monthly listeners for the Spice Girls. Alright, fair enough, I take your point. Not valid, not a fair comparison. But who? Who can I compare her to? Well, I think it's important to compare her to that evil little woman, Betty Boo. Yep, Betty Boo. Remember her? She was doing the do back in the 90s. Now, why do I call her an evil little woman? Well, she had a crack at Kylie multiple times during the early 90s, saying Kylie was a starlet, a flash in the pan, she doesn't write her own songs, and basically called Kylie cute, but lacking in any staying power. Well, didn't that turn out to be an ironic thing? Look, Betty Boo is at 41,000 monthly listeners. Am I saying this to run Betty Boo down? No, I'm not. She was a deeply complicated person, all bravado, but scratched the surface and she had some serious issues, very sexually repressed. She actually had an album in 2022 called Boomerang, and I'm going to be using this weekend to listen to it. I'm really curious to know what Betty Boo in 2022 sounds like. Sophie Ellis Baxter, she's still releasing music every now and then. Two and a half million monthly listeners. Rick Astley, her peer from the 80s, seven million monthly listeners. And of course, <laughs> Rick Rollin still hasn't ended, so Never Gonna Give You Up is by far and away his biggest track. What about her old idol, Prince, who she notably had a massive different attitude after she met him? towards Prince. Interesting that. There's a whole story. Gee, I'd love to know it one day. 11.5 million. So she's actually outdoing Prince. Michael Jackson, 37 million monthly listeners. And then, of course, you can get really silly and compare her with someone like The Weeknd. 106 million monthly listeners. So what is the point of all this nonsense I'm hearing you saying? Well, look, again, there is no doubt that we're experiencing a resurgence in Kylie's career. We know she never went anywhere. So it can be kind of frustrating to know that a lot of people are saying, gee, where has she been all this time? They keep saying that the younger generation have clued into Kylie once and for all, thanks to TikTok. And is that true? Well, my 13-year-old tells me, no, it's not, that she hasn't heard it on TikTok. And my son, who is in his 20s, well, this is what he had to say. So Dad asked me to talk about Padam Padam. My girlfriend and I have been loving this song. It's been playing on our Spotify non-stop for the past few weeks, and I was hoping it would be as popular among other people our age. I can always tell if that's the case by how much a particular song features on TikTok or whether it's played in nightclubs on a Friday night. But sadly, I haven't noticed either of these things with this song, and I'm starting to think my girlfriend wouldn't have found the song of her own accord, even though she's glad she did. 
It's a shame because this song just feels like a song that I would hear constantly on a night out. It really matches the vibe of the parties I go to. But I haven't. Maybe we just need to give it a little more time and it will surely grow. Didn't you love that? Haven't I taught him well? You should be very proud. I raised him really well. But I do fear to say, my boy, I don't think you're right. This isn't about giving them just a little more time. So there you go. It's not being played at clubs uh, for young people. It's just not on the radar. And again, I'm not running the song down. I just want us to keep it in proportion. This isn't everywhere like they're saying. It's not all over TikTok, at least in a certain age group, in a certain demographic. And if it was as big a hit as everyone is making out, wouldn't the YouTube video for the official video of Padam Padam, wouldn't that be more than 7.7 million? I mean, that's a great result, right? But it still hasn't outdone Second to Midnight, Magic, Say Something, her disco era, basically. It hasn't outdone those tracks yet. So let's enjoy and never stop enjoying this era because perception is as important as fact in show business so if people want to perceive that this is enormous that's great definitely if you could somehow measure satisfaction people are loving this track it's very versatile it's great for dancers it's great for all communities who listen to music essentially it does have a great crossover appeal no question about that will it win her a grammy now kylie's won a grammy before Quick quiz question. What was that for? We'll come back to that. What song won Kylie her one and only Grammy? She's been nominated for more than one Grammy. A lot of people don't know that. But she's only walked away with one. Will Padam Padam earn her a nomination? The Grammys are a complete and utter farce. So, (laughs) under the criteria for becoming nominated at the Grammys... She's a shoe-in. She will get a nomination. Why? Because the Grammys are all about putting a spotlight on the IT people. It's a business. And having Kylie there at the ceremony, or named or nominated, that adds credibility to the Grammys themselves. So she will be nominated for Padam Padam. Will she win? That'll be interesting. Depends on what category, I suppose. Back to that quiz question. What was the track? Did you say, can't get you out of my head? You'd be wrong. It is Come Into My World that she won the Grammy for. And that gives you some insight into the Grammys themselves. Now, if you want to keep a track on those weekly listens for Padam, go and look up Nick Spinks, as I said earlier, on Facebook. Add him. Okay, let's talk about the performances of Padam Padam over the past couple of weeks she of course performed this first on american idol unfortunately some woman stormed the stage and started yelling what was her name nuts or something like that she came up and she's yelling and making a fool of herself all over the stage so we only got to hear one half of padam before it segued into can't get you out of my head but then lo and behold kylie flies back to the uk for a top secret mission And didn't she look great against the backdrop of Wembley Stadium? That enormous, enormous crowd and that even bigger, possibly, 
catwalk that she made her way down. She really does know how to own a stage. And then at Pride in New York, she's performed it again. And at the time of recording, I believe that she made another surprise performance of it somewhere in the United States. Now look, at the risk of having tomatoes thrown at me, and I know that I will, please feel free to leave a comment about this. I am not actually thrilled with the performances. They showcase an artist who knows her stuff, knows her craft, does it effortlessly. But when you've got a hit like Padam, it's not time to be Kylie Minogue. It's time to be the superstar. Bring, Bring back, back the, the superstar. superstar. Think back to Can't Get You Out of My Head. When that took off like an absolute rocket, the performances were unbelievably epic. And Kylie wasn't being Kylie. Kylie was being the ethereal, much-removed superstar that she was at the time. No smiling, performing. I'm still hopeful that we'll get the epic performance. Give us the epic performance of Badam. Give it what it deserves, please. The huge intro bursting onto the stage. Leave us feeling like we have been in the company of something otherworldly. And since I'm about to get about 50 negative comments left on this podcast already, I might as well go there. Have you noticed, as I have, that in interviews about this era, she has at least twice described Padam as her child? On the first occasion, I believe it was backstage at that British uh, radio event at Wembley. I think she said it's, it's, it's still just a baby. It's been out there only for a couple of weeks. And then later, in an American interview, she described being really protective of Padam. And then she drew this analogy of dropping a child off to school for its first day and being worried about the child, watching it walk through the gates but then realising it's absolutely fine. The child doesn't even look back. It's fine. It does its own thing. That you don't need to be as protective. That you can let out a sigh of relief. Is it too deep for me to be thinking that this is a really interesting comparison that she's drawing between her music and children? She doesn't have children of her own. Songs are what she produces. In Flower, she spoke about the unborn, what hasn't happened yet, what may or may not happen in the future. In her most recent interviews, she's talking about the song that hasn't been written yet, the song that hasn't been born. Kylie is an unbelievably brilliant auntie, and we've seen her with children, right? She's fantastic with kids. My God, some of us were kids when we first started following Kylie, and she was great with us. We know how it feels to be touched by that maternal instinct that she has. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment down there. And if you want to send me an audio message, I'll play it in the next podcast. Plenty of people sending in those audio messages, and we really, really appreciate them. 
and they will all get an airing. Even if they tear shreds off me. Okay, how fantastic was it to hear Kylie doing AI Padam? Have a listen to this. Padam, Padam, I hear it and I know. Padam, Padam, I know you want to take me home. Padam, Padam, and get to know me close. Padam, Padam. That is so good. When your heart goes, Padam. Good on you, Kylie. That was done with uh, during an interview with Andy Cohen, who I didn't know had a radio show, but he clearly does. Very clever. Wouldn't you like to have Kylie as your Siri on your phone? Okay, I hope you're still feeling relaxed. I hope that your coffee is still warm. If not, go and put some boiling water in it. Refresh it. Bring it back to life. You know, a bit like what Natalie Imbruglia does every 10 to 15 years. Now, Padam was mentioned in UK Parliament. It was really quite bizarre. Because for me, I like Padam mentioned in UK Parliament. Okay, I want to watch that. Zoom in on this um, politician, male politician, talking about this, that and the other. And then he finishes his little speech by saying, in the words of Kylie Minogue, Padam, Padam, Mr. Speaker. Now, fairly cute. He was, I think he was talking about Pride Month, which is, you know, got Kylie written all over it, doesn't it? It was really cute until they moved away from the close-up shot and they showed the full chamber, which had about six people sitting in it. It was pretty tragic, but good on him for getting up there and mentioning Kylie in the UK Parliament. Well done. I've got to say this too, the choreography for Padam Padam is getting a lot of attention. People are finding it, you know, it's one of those ones that you can try and emulate as a normal person, a non-dancer, so it's pretty fun. But the choreography for Padam is nothing new. Cast your mind back. Kylie running up to people in Japan, unsuspecting people that didn't know who the devil she was, and getting them to look down the barrel of the camera, put their hands in front of their chest and pump. Do you remember what she was trying to get them to do? Some of you do. Hand on your heart. This footage of her running around Japan attacking people and getting them to do the choreography was pretty hilarious, even at the time, I remember. But Padam Padam, it was born in 1989. Go and watch the On The Go video. And tell me that that wasn't the origins of Padam Padam. People all around the world think this is new, but we know better. Sometimes amateurs know best. And the lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wait their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Now, I don't know where I saw this. I really don't. But a little interesting, more than interesting, a fascinating, unbelievable tidbit past my eyes or ears or maybe I was reading it somewhere in the past fortnight. Have you ever heard of this? That Coldplay tried to get Kylie and David Bowie together for a track. Have you heard of this? And if you have, please, please, please leave a comment. I need to know more because that's about all I have. Coldplay themselves confirmed that they once embarked on a project. I don't know how far they got with Kylie and David Bowie. 
I don't know if they recorded anything. I don't know if anything was written. I have no idea. But can you imagine Kylie and David Bowie? It would have been incredible. So let's find out more. What was it? When was it? What was it for? How far did it get? And is it possibly locked in a vault somewhere? Can we get a listen if something exists? And if any of you are doing that piece of detective work for us all, what about uh, the demo that's floating around at the moment for Padam? Is it real? Or is it someone who recorded it afterwards? It is identical to the track that Kylie has released. It's absolutely identical. Different female vocalist who does a brilliant job, but extremely similar. If you know if that demo is real, please let us all know. What we do know is that Kylie received a demo, because she's talked about this quite openly, and said, I really want to get my vocals on this track. And she did it really quickly, right? What does that remind you of, by the way? Where else did Kylie hear a demo and think, wow, and then please let me have it, and then I'll record my vocals as quickly as possible so that it becomes mine. When was the last time you heard a story like that? back in early 2000, right? Can't get you out of my head. Exactly the same story. Okay, let's talk about this stuff for the British people listening. That's right, radio is really important over there. I don't know why you care about this so much, but Radio 1 has finally relented on the back of petitions as well as other pressure to play Padam Padam on its radio station. But get this, you really need to clarify this, on its C-list rotation. What the hell is that? What is a C-list rotation on Radio 1? I don't even understand what it means. What's C-list? I'm assuming it's not so good. Why isn't she on the B-list? Or the A-list? Wasn't Kathy Griffin on the C-list or the D-list? I don't want to Padam Padam on the C-list. I'd rather have it not on the radio station at all. What is the C-list on a radio station? What does it mean? Does it get played from midnight to dawn? What's a C-list? Does it mean once every sixth hour rather than once every hour for the A-list? What's the C-list? And do we want Kylie on any C-list? No, we don't. Why do you Brits care about radio play so much? If any artist is not played on a radio station, the Brits go, it's an ageist society. It's ageist. That's all it is. It's ageist. It's disgraceful. Well, I don't believe that. No one listens to the radio, UK. Why would you listen to the radio? When you get in your car, why do you put the radio on? When you get home, why do you put the radio on? Don't you have Spotify over there? Don't you have streaming? Why do you let other people choose what you listen to? It's just what we do. Tell me why it is so important that Kylie is now being played on Radio 1. It's hardly a tragedy if Kylie doesn't make it onto Radio 1, is it? I'll tell you what's a tragedy. Here in Australia, they've discontinued making fantails. At the time of this recording, we've just learnt that fantails will no longer be made. If you don't know what a fantail is, It is a classic Australian lolly. It started in 1930. It didn't even make the 100-year mark. Every Australian who's ever been to the cinema has had a bag of fantails with them. And now they're not going to be made. And they came in wrappers that had 
little tiny biographies of celebrities written on them. So while you're over there bemoaning the fact that Kylie's not making it onto certain radio stations, we've got a real problem over here. A true one. We're the ones who should be up in arms. But we carry ourselves with dignity in Australia. A quiet dignity. So that little temper tantrum, was it worth it? Hmm? You never win with violence, Tony. You only win when you maintain your dignity. Dignity always prevails. And, you know, even though Ireland and England are two of the biggest listeners for the Time to Talk Australia podcast, I am going to have to say this to you, and I apologise. It might seem harsh, but something very unfortunate happened to me. I watched a performance of Steps singing Better the Devil You Know and Vogue. If there's one thing a British person should never, ever do on stage is to perform the spoken part of Vogue. Greta Garbo and Munro, Dietrich and DiMaggio, Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean, on the cover of a magazine, Grace Kelly, Arlo Jean, picture of a beauty queen. Hey, on a slightly different note, it was, this really blew my mind. A lot of you will, the music you were playing really blew my mind. Love at first sight. There you go. Sorry, I just had a moment. Had to work that out. This really did blow my mind, though. I was I was talking to someone on social media and started talking about the song Butterfly, right? One of my favourites. The ultimate missed opportunity for a single. Really should have been released as a single from Light Years. Brilliant on the On A Night Like This tour. Well, they started sort of referencing that it was written for Impossible Princess. And I just thought I was dealing with a fruitcake, quite frankly. But, look, tell me if I'm wrong or right. I've looked it up and it seems that this person I was talking to, I was the fruitcake. I was the fruitcake. Because Butterfly, it seems, was recorded during the Impossible Princess sessions. And get this, it was recorded for the Impossible Princess sessions. Look, that part I can't quite clarify for what album it was recorded for, but what I can absolutely confirm is that there is the demo of Butterfly floating around on the internet. And it's fucking brilliant. I didn't think you could get any better than the song on the album uh, and some of the remixes that were released at the time because remember wasn't it released as a special single in the US or a limited edition track and it came in that white sleeve didn't it um, so there were mixes at the time which by the way also indicates that there was some discussion about releasing it but the demo is really really good unlike Vogue performed by steps go and look this one up butterfly the demo a lot of you will be thinking yeah that's been out for years and yeah i don't know how i missed it i really don't but sometimes it's really lovely to miss something like that and go oh it's like a little treasure that was sitting there all along i'm really excited along with betty boo's album from 2022 i'm going to be playing that on repeat as well 
Well, thank you so much for spending a bit of time with me this weekend. It's been fantastic. It's still such an exciting era, isn't it? This is how I've been thinking about it. Kylie was a little bit uh, lost in the commercial wilderness. She'd done Kylie Minogue, 94. She'd done Impossible Princess. And we loved her more than ever. But she wasn't huge commercially. She came back with Light Years and it was like a thunderclap. It was huge. She was truly back, spinning around on a night like this, the Olympic Games. Unfortunately, Please Stay was released instead of Butterfly. But look, your disco needs you. The On a Night Like This tour, where she, by the way, played Can't Get You Out of My Head in its demo form. But she was big. She was back. No question about it. But just when we thought, yeah, she's big and she's back, she got bigger and she came back better with fever. Are you feeling a little bit the same about this? The, the pattern for me, golden, yep, loved it, was with her all the way. Not a huge commercial success. Forget that whole number one business. It's a load of rubbish. We make everything Kylie does go to number one in week one. By week two, she's crashed out of the charts. So after golden, she returned big with disco. She really was. It was big. And we thought, yep, good. Our Kylie is back doing what she does best. So disco, equate that with light years. And now she seems like she's about to come back. We thought disco was big. Well, this is even bigger. Padam certainly is. But it looks like the tension era generally is going to be bigger. Do you see that comparison? Or am I just nuts? When you've been through as much Kylie history as me, you start seeing patterns, you start seeing patterns, you start seeing patterns. Things go in cycles. And also the merchandise. Oh, the merchandise for this era already, right? Kylie's always been a bit of a queen of merchandise. Her management, gee, if you haven't listened to my podcast with the author of Kylie, an unauthorized biography, go and find it. It's really fascinating. I know most of you can't stand the man, Dino Scatina. He uh, alleged in the book was the amount of control that, and this is true, because I've heard it out of Kylie's mouth anyway, so he's not making it up. The amount of control that Kylie and her management tried to exercise over photographs, what they did there was disgraceful, by the way. Should really go and do a bit of research around that. They were trying to control photographers when they could and couldn't take photographs, and after they had, who was going to get the financial benefit from them. But the other thing they were doing at the time was going to great lengths to destroy um, and counter any counterfeit merchandise, which is reasonable, right? At the time, especially if you went to Asia at the time, the Kylie merchandise, unauthorized merchandise, was unbelievable. God, you could get that Kylie album cover on anything, mugs and little sleeves on postcards. None of them were authorized. So come right forward to 2023, well, there's no different. Also, by the Aphrodite pen drives, do you remember them? You get little pen drives with Kylie as a cartoon character. Good grief. Anyway, Padam Padam and Tension. There is a Padam Padam tote bag for £15. Padam Padam mug, you can have that for £15 too, love. Padam Padam necklace, £20. A pretty ordinary white t-shirt for £30 with the single cover printed on it. Uh, but the one that I do like, 
<laughs> I'm such a hypocrite, right? All Kylie fans are. You sit there and be critical, critical, roll your eyes, and then you go, oh, but I wouldn't mind that. The Kylie Tension Logo Hoodie. Now, I ca- it looks like it's fairly good quality. It's got Padam written down the left arm, the second Padam written down the right arm, and then Kylie written in the Tension font across the chest. That will set you back £60. All right, so, yeah, what am I talking about? I don't really know. I'm just looking at all this merchandise and saying, I wonder how many fans actually (laughs) fall for this. Do you fall for it? Well, I shouldn't call it that. Do you indulge in it? What about that Padam Padam necklace? Now that I'm looking at it after mocking it, it's actually pretty cool. That's £20. Oh, well, there you go. The original point was, isn't it ridiculous, all this merchandise? But after finishing this recording, I may actually just hop on the site and... A few of these would be actually quite good. I do like the hoodie. It doesn't look like it has a hood. It just looks like it's a rather large collar. Anyway, tell me. Leave a comment. I want to know what you have ordered besides the 52 different versions of Padam Padam, the cassette, the CD single you know, all the coloured vinyls. Have you ordered your tension yet as well? And the most important conversation that we're going to cover next time, the next single. Okay, what is the next single? What should the next single be? What is it likely to be? And is it true, the rumours that they're already mixing, is it hold on to now? I think it's hold on to now. I'm probably getting that slightly wrong. But I've heard that they're remixing it. I wonder if that's true or not. And just finally, if you'd like to join in on a podcast, just a general Kylie podcast about uh, a track from every era that should have been released as a single, because that intrigues me, really does. Every single era, there's at least one track that absolutely should have been released as a single, but wasn't. In fact, some of them didn't even make the album because we've heard so many of those unreleased demos now, right? So if you want to be part of that, send me a message. If you'd just like to record something, record it, send it to me, look up Time to Talk Australia. Uh, The Golden Age of Pop Culture is another one of our pages. Send through your recordings and we'll include it. Some people feel a bit safer being able to do a recording and sending it in. But if you want to join in live for a conversation... You're more than welcome. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me. Let's find out. Let's go forth into Tension World and find out the very next thing that she does because every day we're getting a little treat, a little Easter egg. It is an exciting time to be a Kylie fan.